Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today on the show, we have Terry Haroff, and she is with Workout Anytime. Welcome, Terry. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Lee. Well, before we get too far into things, for the folks who don't know, tell us a little bit about Workout Anytime. Certainly. So Workout Anytime um, is a 22-year-old company. We were founded in Douglasville, Georgia, 22 years ago. Opened our first club there, and uh, it's still open today, all these years later. So clearly, this is a this is a model that uh, that has lots of legs and a uh, and 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 a uh, and a long life, which is great. Um, our segment is we're we're in the high value, low cost gym segment, which is the fastest growing segment in the industry. Um, we've got close to 180 clubs in 22 states. And we are opening our first uh, international locations um, this fourth quarter, uh, one in Costa Rica and two in Honduras. So we're really, really, really excited about um, expanding into uh, international markets. So now talk about the beginning. Uh, was the was Workout Anytime built to be a franchise or was it just somebody's dream of, hey, this is a good idea for a fitness center where I live? Great question. So our founders have been in the industry forever. John Q, John Petrochi, but he goes by John Q and Steve Strickland. They actually um, started off in the business and um, and then got into um, fitness uh, equipment sales and started a company called Commercial Fitness um, Products, CFP. And they actually opened that first location in Douglasville more as a showroom for their equipment. So that was kind of the reason for the first location Although they did, you know, they they had that that, that whole idea of twenty four hours gym and members having a key card to be able to get in, you know, twenty four hours a day, um, and so they really they really believed in their idea um, of opening, you know, of opening a twenty four hour gym. Um, they did not get into the business um, initially to franchise. They, but they did get into the business with the plans of expanding. And they did. They opened. They opened about eight clubs themselves. And while, of course, while they were opening gyms, there were members who loved the concept and inquired about becoming a, a franchisee with with our with our company. So um, they decided to start franchising um, a couple of years after after getting into business in 99 and, um, and really kind of grew organically. Our first franchises were sold right here in Georgia and some of the corporate locations were turned into franchises. Then we uh, went to Tennessee and we've been, you know, we've definitely grown organically, but we're now we're all over the place. We've got locations in Oregon. Um, we're, we're about to ink a deal for a multi-unit deal in Washington state, which is great. We're in Maine, we're in Pennsylvania. So uh, four years ago, we didn't have any locations in 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 Texas, and now we've got 19 locations in Dallas. So the you know we're we're booming all over the place now. So now, um, how did uh, your brand handle the pandemic? Where in a lot of cases, folks weren't allowed to to go to places like gyms. How did you kind of help your franchisees through that kind of chaotic time? 
Sure, great question. Well, the, the great news is we did not close any of our clubs permanently because of the pandemic, which is which is huge. Um, so some clubs based in the states that they're in um, had a more difficult uh, time than other than other clubs. But the first thing that that our 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 executive team you know shared with all of our franchisees and our team members is what we considered clean prior to the pandemic was no longer clean. And we put a huge, huge, huge emphasis on squeaky clean and sanitizing, you know, and sanitizing the clubs. Um, I think the fact that our clubs are not big box, they're not 40,000 square feet, they're typically about 8,500 square feet. You know, members see us, you know, see our team members cleaning, you know, all the time. Um, we were absolutely able to have space, you know, we, we be, between equipment, you know, the, the different equipment pieces so that there was the social distancing requirements. So members were able to feel really, really good about that. And then the other thing is we have a, a piece of equipment that we've actually had for several years called Airfix, and it is an air purifier. And um, prior to the pandemic, it was not, you didn't have to have one, but it was definitely recommended. And many of our franchisees did have them in their clubs. And of course, we've got um, collateral materials in the clubs, letting members know what this piece of equipment does and how valuable it is for the gyms and, and for people's um, health. And, you know, once this pa the pandemic came out, you know, came upon us, that is now a required piece of equipment for all of our gyms, for all of our new franchisees coming, you know, coming in now and very, very highly recommended to everybody. And most of our franchisees have um, gone ahead and adopted and you know, purchased it and, and put it in their clubs. And we, we let our members know that we have them. And it's definitely, um, it definitely gives them peace of mind when they're working out at our gym. Now, were there any other kind of pivots that had to occur because of the pandemic that, that you maybe you had to deal with during the peak of the crisis, but now is just kind of something that is just enhancing the value? Sure. Well, some of the some of the other things that happened, we went from being 24 hour to being open only during staffed hours, and we did that so that we could absolutely monitor the traffic and monitor you know where people were working out and making sure that there was social distancing. Um, in the states where you were, the, the where masks were mandated, we also wanted to make sure that, of course, people were following those rules. Um, and you know, now you know we obviously learned. You know, I, I think as I. As a, as, as a country and probably as the world, we've all learned a lot about the pandemic, you know, about, about COVID and, and, um, and now, uh, you know, you don't have to be six feet away. Now it's three feet away and, and you don't have to wear multiple masks. And um, we, in, in the states where masks are mandated, of course, that is policy. In the states where masks are not mandated, it is, it, it's up to the members whether they want to um, wear a mask or not. Or the franchisee, if the franchisee says that they want everyone wearing masks, then then of course, you know, that's that's their option as well. Um, you know, we've just, I think the, across the board, the emphasis on washing your hands and, you know, and keeping really not just cleaning, but super cleaning your club and your equipment and sanitizing. I mean, I think that that's something now that's going to stick with us always. And that's, that's, that's definitely not a bad thing. Now, um, what about the advent of all of these kind of um, at-home equipment choices and memberships? How does Work at Any Time kind of deal with that? Yeah, 
Great, great, great question. So luckily, prior to the pandemic, we had rolled out an, a, a work at any time app. Um, and it's just, it's an extension of who we are and what we are. It actually gives additional uh, uh, information on, on, on uh, healthy lifestyles and, and healthy eating. And of course, there's a, tr there's a bunch of workout videos um, where that members can choose from all different types of workout videos. And, you know, with the pandemic, obviously we had people who were not coming in the club, but we wanted them to still get the, get the benefit of, of you know, of, of workout anytime. So we put a, a really big emphasis on, um, on, you know, making sure members know that this is a tool that we have, that they have full access to. When a new member joins, we uh, automatically get them signed up, you know, for the app as well, get it downloaded on their phone. Um, and so and we're and we're seeing a you know it's it's amazing um, the buy-in and the adoption that the app has we've gotten from from our members and they they really really like it they like to know that if they're not able to come into the gym for whatever reason that there's you know that that, that there's an alternative to them so it, it's it's definitely an an added value um, that's been really really beneficial to our members and you know one thing we've We've definitely seen is, uh, and actually memberships, our membership sales are, are up as our franchise sales. And I think that people know now more so than ever, the importance of health and wellness and taking the personal responsibility for their health and wellness. So, um, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing really, really strong, strong sales uh, this year. So now what does that ideal franchisee look like? Is that someone that's kind of opening up a, you know, a onesie where they're just, you know, maybe they just got laid off and they want to dip their toe. Maybe they like fitness and this is something that they said, hey, this would be great in my town. Are they kind of empire builders where they're like, okay, we want to take over the market. Are they professional franchisees where they have a portfolio of other kind of uh, brands and they're like, hey, let's add the workout anytime uh, to complement because we're already dealing with that type of a customer. Sure, Lee, great question. And, and honestly, it's all the above. And I'll give you some examples. Um, I've got a couple, a couple franchisees. We call it food to fitness. Um, one of my franchisees has 16 Little Caesars. Another franchisee has 11 McDonald's, and um, they were they were wanting to diversify their 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 portfolio. Um, they, you know, they, they love the franchise model because of course we give the, give people the playbook on, on how to be successful. And we find that if you will follow the playbook, um, you can do very, very well with our, you know, with our model. Um, so we've got, you know, we have, you know, multi-unit franchisees who've got multi-brands who are part of our, our, our portfolio. They like it because I'm not going to say work out any time is, is easy in terms of operations, but it's a very simple business model, only requires three to four employees. Um, if your quote unquote opener has a flat tire and can't get in, it's business as usual because your members have got a key to get in, get into the club. There's no inventory. Um, you know, the, in the restaurant business, you have to worry about inventory and steaks walking out your back door and the health department. Of course, you don't have any of those issues with us. So it's definitely a much simpler business model. Um, we have we have franchisees who, matter of fact, our largest franchisee um, was a member with us. Um, he was a member at, at our Cookville, Tennessee location, and he is on a he's in a completely different business. His family is actually in the bean in the bean business, and they have these huge pieces of equipment, and they go up and down the East Coast um, harvesting beans. 
and they start in South Florida and they actually have the, our, our franchisee actually has a resi residence there. And he reached out to us to ask us if we had a work at any time there in South Florida in Homestead actually. And we didn't. And uh, we said, but why don't you open one? And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Great idea. But then he thought about it. He called us back about a week later and sure enough, he opened our first Florida and South, our first location in South Florida. He now has 16 locations in five states. So he's doing phenomenally well. And we do get a lot of, uh, you know, I do get a lot of leads from members, members who, you know, they work out at our, at our gym. They like, they really like what they see and they think that they can do this too. Uh, other franchises, another large, uh, pool of my my leads come from people who are you know maybe like I've got a franchisee who's been an engineer for 30 years he was a couple of years away from retiring um and he knew that he wasn't going to stop working he was going to retire from engineering but he wanted to do something that he was really passionate about and health and fitness was something that he truly was passionate about um matter of fact his name is John Waskow and interestingly enough his wife Sarah Waskow um, has a franchise called FranNet. So she actually sells franchises and she knows, you know, she represents, you know, over a hundred different, different brands in all different industries and actually presented this opportunity to her husband. He purchased two locations at the beginning and he just has purchased two more. So he now has four locations. So we get, you know, we get, we get people from a variety of different, uh, different ways. Um, we get lots of referrals from our franchisees, which is of course, wonderful. And 73% of our franchisees are multi-unit franchisees, which is definitely a testament to the strength of our, of our brand. So now you mentioned that uh, growth has been pretty rapid. Um, are there certain regions you're targeting into 2022? Well, we definitely, you know, we, it, growing organically absolutely makes sense, um, you know, just because of, uh, of, of where we have people and and, and how we can support people. Um, we are definitely, our, our club in, in, in Oregon is doing very, very well. And our operator there um, has plans of opening multiple units there. And actually his brother-in-law is gonna, is developing Washington and is gonna be doing multiple units in Washington. Um, starting, he's actually we just sent the paperwork out. So he'll be a new franchisee with us um, in the next week or so. So we're definitely going to continue targeting that part of the country because we we look for areas um, throughout the country and actually through the world that are underserved, um, you know, markets that don't have a, a gym on every corner. And there are lots of those markets that are out there and, you know, and, and out there in Oregon, Washington, um, Idaho, um, states like that. You know, there's a there's it's, it's a, there are very very health conscious people that are out there, and um and there you know and there's lots of, of really exciting opportunities. So we're certainly um, concentrating on on that part of 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 the country, Florida. Some of our top clubs are in Florida, and Florida of course is a huge state. So we're targeting Florida, Alabama, um, Texas. Where you know we've got lots of clubs now in Dallas, but um. But we, there's lots of parts of lots of parts of, of the state that we don't have clubs in. Houston being one of them, so that's another area um, that we're absolutely targeting. Um, we have a new franchisee that's uh, that's opening in Wisconsin and Minnesota, and you know we find you get you get a new club in, in different parts of the country and new eyeballs seeing it. And then there's you know we always get lots of leads from people who are interested in because they really they're really impressed with with our brand. 
Does your brand work better in kind of those primary large cities or does it work good in the suburbs or exurbs? Yeah, you know, we do have, we absolutely have clubs in larger cities in Chattanooga and Atlanta. Um, we do find that, you know, typically, you know, your real estate is going to be more expensive in those markets. And so we try to find those underserved markets. And so they're not, they're not that they're small towns necessarily, but they're smaller than the, than the larger markets. And they typically, or we've got a, a, a tool that we use called Buxton and Buxton allows me to go in to, I can go throughout the, throughout the country and find underserved markets, you know, that, that don't have clubs on every corner, but that do have the population to support, you know, to, to support a workout anytime. Um, I look at, at demographics. I look at income levels. I look at what the growth is of those markets. And, um, and we can, you know, find that there's, I mean, there's, that's, what's exciting for me is there are so many of those underserved markets that are absolutely untapped. Um, so we're, we're, my job is to tap them. <laughs> So now for you personally, what's the most rewarding part of the job? Is it the kind of the act of selling or is it the kind of success of the franchisee? What what gets you fired up every day? You know, I am a big believer in relationships and I love, you know, relationship building. Um, as I tell potential franchisees, my job is to give them all the information they need to make a great decision, whatever that decision is. And, you know, there are some people who come to us and you know, we may not be the right fit for them. They may have, you know, very big ideas on the type of gym they want. And it may not typically, it may not be what our, what our gym is. And, you know, and we really need, we don't, we don't want those rogue franchisees who are, who are trying to change what we know that works. Now, of course we do adapt and we do make changes as we go. Um, Cause we've got to, you know, we've got to stay fresh and we've got to, we've got to listen to, the, the wants and needs of our, of, of our, of our members. And of course our franchisees too. Um, but I, you know, I love the, I, I love all the different people that I meet who come from all different, all different backgrounds and who live in all different places. Um, and I really enjoy the whole process of taking them, taking them through the whole process of, of, of what, of, of seeing whether or not this is a, this is going to be a good fit for them. And then obviously, you know, for me, once, you know, once we decide that somebody is a great fit for us and they decide that, that they're a great fit, that, 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 that we're a great fit for them, it's extremely rewarding being able to help them, you know, with this, with their, their dream of, 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 of owning a gym. Now, any advice for a prospective franchisee out there on how would you vet a different franchise? Absolutely. Well, obviously, you know, the one thing that you're going to, that you're going to get as a, as a potential franchisee is you're going to get the FDD, the franchise disclosure document. It's, you know, ours is a couple hundred pages long, so it's, it's not an easy read, but there's a real, a lot of really, really great information in the FDD. So I highly, highly, highly recommend um, that people, you know, not just get the FDD and not just, you know, kind of look at it, but really thoroughly read it. Um, in your FDD, you're going to have a list of all the of all of the franchisees who are part of of the system. The other absolute thing I recommend is is talking to franchisees and and really hearing from them, you know, what their experience was and how the, the franchisor supports them. You know, what was training like? Uh, what was the real estate process like? How was construction? How was pre sales and grand opening? 
Um, you know, what's the support that, that you get from your franchisees after opening? Your, I, I think your best form of information is absolutely a franchisee because they've done it. They've done exactly what these potential franchisees are, are, are looking to do. And, um, and, and the franchisees, they're very, very, it's, it's not, you know, it's not all, you know, it's not just, it's not easy always. And there, there are some hiccups. Um, the, you know, the great news for potential franchisees is, you know, the, as the franchisor, you know, we've made the mistakes. We made the mistakes years ago so that you don't have to. But, um, but, but talking to franchisees is absolutely, if that to me would be, uh, you know, uh, obviously reading the FDD, but the second most important thing is absolutely talking to franchisees. Well, Terry, thank you so much for sharing your story today. If somebody wants to learn more about the opportunity, what's a website? Please visit us at workoutanytime.com. Good stuff. Well, thank you again for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. Thanks so much for having me today. I really enjoyed it. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.